0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's on the lane train. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CFB Bros and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you like the show. Uh, we'll start this week with our, our week four takeaways. Trey, what'd you see? I'm gonna actually start out
2: with the battle at, at Jerry World, Texas AM and Arkansas. The Razorbacks, man, they're they're continuing their climb back, and they got the big big win this weekend, 20 to 10. And they went up seventeen, nothing, and never looked back. I mean, the the Aggies' offense has been so disappointing. Uh, yeah. They were held to under three hundred yards. Sixty seven of them came on one Spiller run. So for Aggie fans, it has to be very frustrating to watch and, and essentially almost waste a, a very good defense. I mean, we'll see how they if they can improve the offensive side the last half of the season or so. But uh, but not good. But but Arkansas is the story. KJ Jefferson, even though he wasn't electric under 50 percent. he he still has a knack for getting some big plays uh he had a couple big plays to burks ended up being the difference he ended up getting a little banged up missed some of the second half uh hobbled on late so that'll be a storyline of course but uh but man overall Pittman deserves a ton of credit i'm happy for the hog fans but now they have a they have a tough stretch to kind of validate their start they play at georgia of course this week and then at Ole
1: Miss, and then home to Auburn. So in the next three weeks, we're going to learn even more about them. Yep. Yeah. So Texas A&M been a, a big disappointment. They were, of course, it seemed like there were two teams before the season that we were wondering, who do we place? Uh, was it fifth in our rankings? Or maybe sixth, I guess. Sixth behind that. Sixth, the, yeah. yeah. behind that top five. And it was either kind of A&M or Iowa State a lot of people were considering. Uh, A&M, of course, looks Neither bad. Neither have looked good. No, Iowa State been a disappointment so far. So they are now two and two after losing at Baylor this past weekend, and against Iowa, it was primarily turnovers that that cost them that game. Against Baylor, special teams was was the difference, letting up a, a kick return touchdown. And I don't know. It's just I, I still think Iowa State is probably maybe a top fifteen or twenty team in terms of team strength, but they they now have two losses, so their their yeah. long shot playoff hopes are pretty much dead and just making the big 12 title game now of course is an uphill battle if you're
2: an iowa state fan you're just kind of hoping on to usually the campbell teams have gotten better late so Mm -hmm. we'll see if they gotta go on a run i mean they you know big Twelve's
0: wide open they're still right in the thick of it you know they can still do it for sure um i'm gonna go touch on the uh the Notre Dame game with Wisconsin here, mainly just kind of focusing on the luck of the Irish. Uh, so they were down 13 to 10 early in the fourth quarter. Uh, when Chris Tyree took that 96 yard kick return all the way for a touchdown and you know, uh, like things kind of snowballed from there. Um, uh, <laughs> but we, you know, without that kick return, who knows what would happen in this game? You know, it probably would have come down right to the wire. Uh, it certainly wouldn't have ended up like it did, but you know, Notre Dame, I mean, I'll give them credit. They are four and Um, but, all their games were battles in the fourth quarter. A couple of them gets not so great teams, you know, like Florida State, Toledo, even Purdue. None of those teams are all that great. So, you know, they're finding ways to win, which is great. Uh, but are they really <laughs> that great? I don't know. It seems like they're kind of almost what we thought they were at the beginning of the year. All us bros were a little bit lower on them maybe than some. But it just hasn't really translated into uh,
1: they've, they've won the games, but this hasn't really been impressive doing it. And the schedule now is setting up super well for them. All those teams on their schedule that we thought I mean, including Wisconsin, I guess, as maybe yeah. it's turning out, that we thought were good are turning out not to be good. So there's there's a there's a yeah. path there for them. They have one more they have one ranked team on the schedule right
0: now, and that's Cincinnati this week. There you go. Yep.
2: All right. Well, a uh, another story is Auburn and, and Bo Nick slash TJ Finley. So if you didn't see Auburn pulled a rabbit. Out of the hat this week Ugh. against Georgia State. They were lethargic. They were down 24 to 12 late in the third. They blocked a punt for a score. And then on the last drive of regulation, they they got a very controversial completion, which I don't know how it was ruled a catch. But either way, there was still time to overcome if it if it was or wasn't a catch. But it mm-hmm. helped a lot either way. And then they faced a fourth down at the 10-yard line, and T.J. Finley made something out of nothing and threw a touchdown pass to, to take the lead with under a minute to go. And notice I said T.J. Finley, because Bo Nix, man, he's been very polarizing, of course, for Auburn fans and college football fans across the country. You know, he's shown flashes over the years, but very inconsistent. And Harson finally pulled the plug, needed a spark, got Finley in there, the transfer from LSU, and was able to generate at least some offense at the, at the very end. So and now it'll be interesting to see where they go from this because this week Harson's being mum and they're going to Finley's old team, play LSU, so
1: it'll be a storyline the rest of the year, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean it would surprise me if they started Bo Nix, just because yeah. we've now seen three years of him being not good. We don't maybe he's better than T J Finley for all we know, but you might as well take the shot on, on I mean, the the. Maybe TJ unknown. Finley came in and kinda of saved him. It would be surprising if they if it wasn't Finley right all right well another takeaway is is out of the acc just the fact that it is wide open now across both divisions playoff eliminated already the acc i mean i nc state's the highest ranked team at 23 okay i don't like to say eliminated because there is a greater than zero percent chance that someone from the acc makes a playoff but yeah they're not looking good (laughs) (laughs) they're not looking good um so okay so in the atlantic of course nc state upset clemson great catch by devin carter in overtime to or in double overtime to to beat clemson and man i what is wrong with the tigers offense i know we've this has been the talk of college football but it just i don't it hasn't it. gotten better i don't get it i mean kind
0: of
2: got worse i don't know it's just like i don't get how i i I, I bit i bit hard i made them their the lock last week and i thought they would just show something they mm-hmm. yeah they showed
1: what they've showed or worse <laughs> it's yeah. just who they are it they're is a bad for, offensive for now. team. So they, they are still the betting favorite to, to win the conference, um, but of course, a much, much less yeah. of a favorite than they were at the beginning of the season. So that opens the door, um, obviously, for NC State. Wake Forest murdered Virginia, so they're now 2-0 in conference. Louisville is R.I.P. 1-0. And yeah. uh, even BC and, and and Syracuse are had some good wins this past weekend. Yeah. BC beat Missouri. Uh, Syracuse beat Liberty. They haven't played conference yeah. games yet, but, you know... There's still still who knows who knows there yeah, especially exactly. with bc um and then in the coastal it's just you know as has been the case in many years in the past a complete mess so north carolina got blown out at georgia tech they are wow. one of the biggest disappointments of college football this that year massive. so they're one and two in conference miami has not yet played a conference game but of course they haven't looked all that good so far so it is wide two open losses. in the coastal yeah yeah
0: it is uh all right well speaking of wide open in the ACC it's wide open in the Big 12 uh heading into the year kind of looked like it was going to be I mean it's always looks like it's OU's conference but and then Iowa State was kind of you know up there a little bit with them this year it's not looking like that. OU is just continues to struggle, even though they're 4 uh, 0. Iowa State, of course, already has a couple losses. Um, but, you know, like even though OU hasn't lost, every game they've played against an FBS team has been extremely close. The only game they wasn't was the Missouri State game, I think it was. West Virginia almost got them this past weekend, and of course, Nebraska to, uh, to Lane. Um, so it's, you know, and poor Iowa State couldn't convert that uh, two point conversion uh, last week against, against Baylor to tie it up there yeah it was an ugly <laughs> ugly attempt
1: fumbled the snap it wasn't, wasn't pretty. never had a shot but if you look at
0: the big 12 right now who do you think like has pretty much no chance of winning the big 12 and i think you could really only say two teams kansas and texas tech outside of that it's like you know k-state would maybe if because skylar thompson's a little hurt but he's maybe could come back here pretty-ish soon uh because with him i would have given them a chance but yeah who else like baylor can't oklahoma state can't i mean Everybody, it's
2: it's wide open, dude. It's yeah. fun. I agree. It is good. Uh, all right. Well, I'm going to touch on the my last little theme, and I like the, the gambling aspect. And the big underdogs this week were very frisky. So the first one, maybe the upset of the year, was Minnesota was a 30-and-a-half point favorite oh. to Bowling Green. Bowling oh. Green is supposed to be putrid- in the MAC. They stunned PJ Flex boys. And what was surpri- sur- surprising about it is they held Minnesota and Tanner Morgan to only 10 points. They won 14 to 10. So, obviously, a massive upset. There was another one. The Sun Belt Troy was a 24 point favorite against Louisiana them? Monroe, one of the worst teams in FBS. Monroe won wire to wire by 13 points. Like hey, Rich Rod, who's, his son's quarterback. Yeah, you got
1: Bowden. And hey, uh, Bowden just. He's he gets teams revived, dude. <laughs> yeah, and
2: then we almost had another. 30-point. By the way,
1: Rich, Rich Rod's son is. I, I read that he was yeah. in the ICU a couple days ago. I haven't seen an update there, I but think, hopefully, so he's I think okay. he's. True.
2: I think he's out now and, okay. and okay, recovering. Good. Yeah, good, good. Um, but uh, and then we almost had another thirty-point dog go da- or favorite go down. Wyoming was a thirty-one and a half point oh. favorite over UConn. Like UConn, <laughs> we know how pathetic they've been the last couple of years. They've shown no signs of life this year. Out of nowhere, they controlled this game. They were a two-point conversion away with four seconds to go to go to overtime. Fortunately, they they didn't do it. But uh, and then the night before, Fresno was a thirty-point favorite against UNLV. Yeah. UNLV, like they haven't won a game with Marcus Arroyo. They were neck and neck. Uh, they almost had Fresno. And then even like Oregon, they were a thirty-point favorite. They were only up five on Arizona in the fourth quarter. They pulled away. But uh, I mentioned Auburn yeah. earlier. They were fortunate. I mean, there was a lot of
1: big dogs that was. Yeah. Yeah, could could upsets. We need we need more of these upsets, you know, to have that 2007 type season. It has it, it been a weird season so far. So Clemson
0: went
2: down. They were what? What were they? Ten only? Or was, was, they it? Were, it was, was it? They were. like ten. But North Carolina oh, okay. was for fifteen. They lost by twenty three or whatever. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, it yeah.
1: was uh, crazy. All right. Well, my my last takeaway from last week, um, just Ryan, you you brought up the the game, but we didn't talk about Graham Mertz. He is oh not very good right now uh wisconsin I was trying to keep this a clean podcast but all right i know so so mertz has now on the season one touchdown six interceptions and two <laughs> lost fumbles uh I, I know he's played a couple tough opponent, opponents already and and he isn't getting help from the running game uh very much but still like he's he, you watch it i mean he's missed several throws in every game it feels like he's just who's the, i mean not it, it's bad is not living up to the hype whatsoever. So if he doesn't get it turned around, Wisconsin is just gonna waste what is one of the best defenses in college football. Yeah, he's uh could he's you the, like
0: the new Hornibrook. The new Hornibrook? But, yeah.
1: If you yeah. But if apparently you he's back, worse.
2: <laughs> man, if you went back to September of whatever year when they played Illinois that first yeah, game. Illinois. He Friday lit it up. Night. Like if you told me that he'd be
1: sitting here like this right now, I'd I just laughed at you. He was, yeah. After that game last year, there was it was Heisman talk, it was, and it wasn't crazy. He was
0: practically perfect. Yeah, like, it was crazy. It was
1: it was insane.
0: All right, all right. Last one here. We got um, so I just I mean at this point of the season, it Georgia and Bama uh, are heavy favorites right now. Um, so I, I want to kind of give you guys. I'm going to put you an over or under on a percentage chance of somebody other than them winning the national title. All right, so I'll put the chances at them winning it. I was thinking about this line. I'm just setting it myself, and you guys go over under. Um, I'm gonna. I was setting it
1: at 70% chance that they win. I'll take the Would under, you guys. I'll take the under there, but it's yeah. not a crazy line. But well, because what, it, it, well, Michael, you know, the math better than me? But he, the, I no, saw I, Bama were they like plus 175. So, you know? I yeah, the math with these is is hard because whenever you're looking at. Uh, the odds of to win the national title. It's such a huge pool. And the hold, mm-hmm. the VIG is so big that it's hard to extract it out. So I, I don't know. It is hard for – since there's not a two-way market on these things, it's hard for me to, to really put what the percentage of Alabama is of winning or or Georgia. But I don't know. For some reason, just my gut, this is not math. It just 70% seemed yeah. a little bit high. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know.
2: All right. I'll let Aunt Trey answer, and then I'll we'll see what you would have yeah. said. This, I mean, I think if you – I wasn't as hard of an under as Michael. I think if you would have said seventy-five to eighty, I like for sure under. But it is because yeah. I'm thinking, you know, you got your th- you think you got to think Ohio State, Oklahoma, Oregon. Those are kind of the do it? the conference front runners right now. I know there's some teams that could come out of those conferences and do it, but those are kind of your other teams at this moment. And yeah, you'd have a hard time seeing it. And, so I would. And have there is a good chance. Just, oh, sorry, I interrupted there. Cincinnati. Oh yeah, you could say since oh, that's where you're going. you said there's a Cincinnati good Cincinnati Notre Dame. So. But now that I'm thinking about it though, oh, both those two of them teams maybe. are going to play right. each other. So, one of
1: them is going to knock each other out. But so no, so but I what know. I was going to say know? there is there's a pretty good chance that they both make it because especially the way with oh, Clemson with too. two losses, Ohio State already has a loss, so they If could, they meet undefeated, they're both in.
2: Yeah, you if they meet, I 100% I mean,
1: agree. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No doubt. I agree with that. And even if even yeah. if one of them has a loss and the one loss beats the undefeated, I think they're both in. So I agree. Right. Yeah, there's a decent chance they both make it. So I mean, this seventy percent number, I was probably too quick to say under. I mean, I didn't think it was a crazy number, but that's just what my gut told me. But uh, right, but yeah, but you're I dead mean, right. I mean,
2: Georgia is much better than most of us even thought. We knew they'd be good, but they're better than we thought. And Bama's Bama right now, so those two teams are definitely head and shoulders right
1: at the moment through four weeks. all right good question Uh, let's move on to our segment which Ryan is a top five list from you it is all right my top five list is the top five NCAA football
0: video game players okay Mm -hmm. all right at number five I had Johnny football he was in this the 2014 version Uh, you know helps being a dual threat quarterback in the video games of course he had a high rating for everything, but speed was insane. 91 speed, his agility, 93, acceleration, 95. The list <laughs> goes on and on. Of course, he had good passer rating as well. You sound like and, Mel paper. You know, when <laughs> whenever, you know, whenever you simulate through a season, it always seemed like he won the Heisman during that game. It's like, you ever simulate? Boom, Johnny Football was always there. Uh, moving on to number four, Reggie Bush. Uh, And the 2006 version of the game obviously had great speed and acceleration, all those things. But what made him different in this game was his juke and spin moves were just like insane. If you, I never really was good at using those in the game, but if you could actually, I don't know, good enough to do that. I mean, he was just you know, insane, hard to stop. Uh, And of course it helped that his team was insanely good. It was USC in their prime run. So yeah, that helped out. Good old days. Uh, Number three, Darren McFadden. Uh, He was 2008 version of the game. He had a 99 overall rating. Obviously had great running ability, but his kind of thing was since he was a quarterback in high school and they ran the wildcat with him at Arkansas, they gave him like pretty good passer stats. So like Mm -hmm. you could do that in the game and it actually gave him a little bump. So that's why I went Darren McFadden, number three, number two, RG3, Robert Griffin, Mm the third, 2012 version of the game. He was given a better passer rating than Johnny Manziel actually was, and he had better speed and acceleration. So, I mean, nobody could catch him if he obviously got a lane. But he went also went on to be the cover of the following year with um, Barry Sanders. I believe he split it with
1: the cover. He was one of my favorite college players. <laughs> yep. And number one, you guys have any idea who number one is? Michael Vick. Oh, no, did they even Uh, have the game back then? Yeah, Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of going after, like, 2003 or four or something like that. Yeah, he was more of a Madden guy. Uh, I don't know. I just remember we loved D'Angelo Williams, but I doubt he's the number one guy. yeah. Yeah, I know. He was awesome because he carried Memphis. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is number one. Oh, really?
0: Well, he was unstoppable in the game. He was given a 99 rating in two years in a row. In 2009 and 2010, he had a 99 rating. Give me RG3 speed. But he, he, had, yeah. he had high ratings on everything, passing, running, and he was tough. So, he you know, down at the goal line, he was on stop. What well, was he his heart rating? How about the heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, his will to win. Uh, but Tim Tebow was number one. He led the way. So, there's the top five NCAA football video game players. There's some good ones out there, too, though. Like, I have an audible mention. Yeah, go go for it. Jadavian Clowney. He was uh Oh, defense. Was yeah. Huge. Adrian Peterson. He was great. Oh, Yeah. Sam Bradford had a super high rating. Uh, shoelaces, shoelace. <laughs>
1: shoelaces. <Robinson was>.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shoelaces. You guys know who I meant. Me who I mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it was, it was. You know, I would like to hear other people's opinions of who they thought was like the best who they played with. You know, right? Because you know, there's a lot of good ones, but
1: you know, it was the, the best about. play. Actually, was a real cheap play that people when you played online did against me. Was uh, you would do the Bill HB Mary. direct. And then you'd the direct snap, oh, yeah. But then you'd have the you'd motion the running back to wide receiver. But, oh yeah, and then yeah. you snapped so it, and it would snap Jenner directly would snap over it to the, the receiver. <laughs> oh, it's and such just cheap. start running. <laughs> it's <laughs> like what the heck? I played against <laughs> some guy that did that. I was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible to defend. <laughs> it was impossible. Uh, <laughs> it's like a Mike Leach move there. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, let's move on to week five. We got there's a lot of good games this week, so. A lot to get to. Uh, I noticed was, you said good. Yeah, I, exactly. I think to me, there's one like great game that I'm super excited for, but then there's a lot of you know good to very good games. So we'll start out with one of those good games on Friday. It's Iowa at Maryland. Iowa is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, what are you thinking here, Trey? Yeah the the snake pit will be rocking there. And but when I look at this, this is kind of a,
2: a prove it game to me. Uh, I want Iowa to prove. That they can move the ball offensively when they need to, because Petris and the Hawkeyes' offense has been pretty below average this season. I mean, Goodson has some good runs, but they just they don't always put it all together. Obviously, their defense is the reason they're so good and one of the best in the country, and that they, they generate a lot of offense for them. And then for Maryland, I need to see them prove that they can win a game like this when there are expectations and and against a strong opponent. I'm I'm not too confident, but I'm going to take the three and a half points with the Terps. Uh, I just think they're a little bit more balanced, and I could see. Tagovailoa finding Dante Demis for uh, for a big score. Yeah, you kind of said it uh, as far as the
0: prove it thing. I I'm relying on the team here that I can kind of trust in a game like this, and that's Iowa. Um, yeah, they may not be explosive on offense, but they've been there, done that. They'll make somehow. I just believe that they're going to be the team that doesn't make the mistake. Uh, that's just what they do. I believe mm-hmm. Tagovailoa could get into that trap where of yeah. you know, it throws a pick or two, whatever it may be. Um, maybe starts pressing Iowa. Just they're sturdy. I think their defense is going to be really tough on Tagovailoa. Force some mistakes. They'll take advantage.
1: They'll win. Okay, I I side with with Trey here. I just I just feel like at some point Iowa's bad offense is going to cost them. If there's not a game <laughs> where they're you know getting getting the turnovers like they have been, scoring on defense like they have been. So I'll just I'll take Maryland with the points. Fair enough. All right, moving on to
2: where game day is going to be, actually. Arkansas at Georgia. Georgia's favored 18 and a half. Ryan, where are Ooh, you leaning? Big spread for game day. I wonder what the
0: biggest point spread is for a game day. Uh, That's location. a good question. That's a good, I don't yeah. know, that is a good question. Good trivia one. Um, all right. Uh, I like uh, Georgia in this game. You know, it is a huge spread. Um, but yeah, listen, I've been on the Arkansas bandwagon. You know, I liked him against Texas. I liked him against, against Texas A&M. <laughs> Sorry. Of course I liked them. <laughs> against themselves, yeah. But against the Texas schools, I've liked them. All right. Uh, but just going into this game, I don't know. I feel like they're going to be kind of running on empty here, especially with K.J. Jefferson looking like he's going to be clearly kind of hobbled. Um, I just think that really, really limits them on offense. And Georgia is just, I don't, they're just going to smother them. I don't think Georgia, uh, Arkansas is going to be able to move the ball really at, well, well at all. And Georgia, I think, will be able to have some success against that Arkansas defense, especially when they're going to be on the field so much. So I think this is just the one where Arkansas is going to need a breather. I think it's just too much for them to handle. I think Georgia wins huge. Um, so I'm going to take Georgia, and I'm going to make them my lock.
1: Okay, I am not as confident as you in this game either way. Like, I just don't know who to pick. Uh, Georgia is expecting to get Darnell Washington back at tight end and Tyke Smith in the defensive backfield, so those are – are two big additions and of course you mentioned we don't know if kj jefferson will be totally healthy and traylon traylon burks at receiver so uh those are some question marks and and i don't really think arkansas i mean they can continue to prove me wrong and, and climb but i don't think they're a top 10 team in terms of you know like team strength um but i will say we did a, a patreon guest the lines episode on sunday and by the way subscribe to our patreon patreon.com college football bros if you want Uh, bonus episodes but i predicted a 16 and a half point spread for this one so i I guess i've got to take 18 and a half points when you're giving it to me here it's a little bit bigger Mm. than i thought um i I fear a a georgia blowout but i don't know arkansas just they're pretty solid they play hard that's one thing for sure so they do backdoor cover is always available
2: yeah it does seem like too many points uh but i'm i'm siding with ryan on this one i'm gonna take georgia not as confident as ryan but even like like KJ Jefferson even if he was 100% like he's not the most consistent passer which you know could be an issue against this incredible Georgia defense and especially against like with Taiki Smith coming back like you said Mike so I'm going to lay the points with Georgia and and see what uh each team has All right our next game here another good game uh
0: we got Michigan is going to Wisconsin and Wisconsin is favored a point
1: and a half so a real close one Michael what uh, who do you like here yeah, another one. Another tough one to pick. Um, Michigan has yeah. has not had to show much of a passing game this season. They've pretty much been relying on the running game, though. That running game didn't really show up too much against Rutgers. Rutgers did a good job there. Um, and and Wisconsin has one of the best run defenses in the country. So I'm not sure how well they'll be able to move the ball. And then on the other side, though, Wisconsin's offense has sucked. You know, basically against <laughs> anybody. So yeah, uh, I don't think they'll score very much either. Ultimately. I just see this as as such a toss up that no matter who was favored, I was just like I'm going to take that small amount of points. So yeah. when when I when I looked at this game a few days ago, it was plus one and a half for for Wisconsin. I was like, sure, I'll take that. But now it's plus one and a half for Michigan. So all right, I'll take them.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm looking like a fool because you know I've already seen comments about how how is Wisconsin favored. So that pretty much once I saw that, I was like, now I have to take Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know I know Mertz is dreadful, but like we said, like they were ahead in the fourth quarter against Notre Dame. They their their great defense held the Irish to under 250 yards. And and then with Michigan, we saw Rutgers was able to slow down that rushing attack. So I don't see any reason why Wisconsin can't do the same and make McNamara beat them, which he hasn't really had much success through the air this year, you know, against a, a legit opponent. So I hate doing it with the Badger offense, but I'm actually going to make Wisconsin my lock oh, of the week. Oh, oh, I, yeah. All right. Oh, oh, Merck's <laughs> lock. Oh, is that I, possible? I no, it's it's painful to take it with their offense, but <laughs> here goes nothing.
0: Here goes. I'm nothing. going against your lock. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going against both of you guys. I am going. I'm um, not. Yes,
1: I. That's no, not you're possible. Going with me, I don't Michael, know how sorry. you're going <laughs> to do that. <laughs> sorry, Michael. Yeah. Sorry. Well, you were <laughs> going back and forth. I was. I like, was back bro- and forth. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Ryan says it's a tie
1: <laughs>
0: all right I'll break the tie and I'll pick uh Michigan so I'm gonna go with Michael um just they both have good defenses uh in Wisconsin I, I I mean Mertz is just so bad I, I just can't, I really don't have any confidence in him uh, to beat a solid team like Michigan um uh, so yeah I'll take the one and a half and just bet on Mertz stinking Okay. Uh,
1: Louisville at Wake Forest is our next game. Demon Deacons are favored seven. Who do you like here, Ryan? Yeah,
0: that's, that's, that's a few points. It's a few points in this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and Louisville's only loss is to
0: Ole Miss, and Ole Miss turned out to look pretty darn good, so that's not like it was a bad loss or anything. They got whooped up pretty good, but, you know, it's all right. It happens. They did beat a good UCF team when they still had Dylan Gabriel, so that was a good win for Louisville. Um, they handled FSU last week. They got off to an extremely fast start um and then just kind of relax the rest of the game but they still won easy relatively um so i think this is really a pretty even matchup i like mikhail cunningham i think he does a good job he's it's you know, it's of malik like...
1: now it's back to malik so
0: <sighs> get it get it come on guys come on now <laughs> cunningham Choose the name. randall cunningham um yeah anyways i like louisville i think these teams are pretty well matched up wake has been good no doubt about it it's You know, they had an impressive win last week, but they haven't faced exactly a, you know, I think this will be the best, best team they've played. Um, So uh, give me, give me Louisville. I'll take them.
2: Yeah. I don't really like giving this many points um, with Wake, but I am going to do it. Uh, I know Louisville, you mentioned they played, they've played better since that Ole Miss game, but even last week against the Knowles, like they were outgained in that game and they let Florida State kind of get back. I know they, they were kind of maybe sitting on cruise control, but I wasn't like, Ooing and awing over louisville's performance and they just lost their best defensive linebacker monty montgomery and one of their best receivers Braden smith so i think hartman is going to take advantage i like that offense
1: because louisville doesn't have much of a defense and i think the demon deacons can get to a 5-0 start that would be awesome for them i and maybe they will but i'm just i'm going to take seven points and and have that buffer with with louisville just because i don't know like when when we were predicting the lines on sunday I, I thought this would be like four and a half or something like that Yeah, so, that's true i, I that's like true. uh i like malik cunningham now i'm questioning myself every time i say that but yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right well here's uh one of the fun games of the day and of the season for especially if you're a cincinnati fan cincinnati minus two at
1: notre dame michael what you think well, Ryan, you you alluded to the fact earlier that we got a lot of crap for being somewhat low on Notre Dame coming into the season. Yep. And they are, I would say, somehow a little bit worse than I think <laughs> even we expected. But they are 4-0 and have they're in the top 10 and they've got a puncher's chance at going undefeated with the, the schedule they have coming up. Yeah. So this is obviously their biggest test, I, w- I would think, uh, the rest of the year. I'm going to go with Cincinnati, though. I, I think Cincinnati's the better team. I think their defensive front will dominate a Notre Dame offensive line that has has been struggling this year and unlike Wisconsin the difference you know from from last week's game is Cincinnati actually has a decent offense and a pretty good quarterback in Desmond Ritter so um, if, if Notre Dame plays the same way they did last week I don't think they're beating Cincinnati so that's I'm taking the Bearcats
0: yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you here Mike I'm also gonna take Cincinnati um, and also we didn't we don't know it was the exact health of the notre dame quarterback situation the pine cone debate uh, <laughs> is a is, uh, jack Cohn going to be ready to go or is it going to be drew pine we don't necessarily know that so that's that's a concern i think for notre dame as well um and i like cincinnati's uh i mean cincinnati's defense is great you mentioned their d line but i think they have a very very good secondary as well um and notre dame has you know so kevin austin he's a great receiver for notre dame i think since he's got some guys that can match up pretty well and make it tough on them yeah. through the air
2: sauce Gardner.
0: Yeah, so I don't I don't know about you know Notre Dame's run game hasn't been there so um, with those got great secondary I think they can kind of shut that down um, I think it'll be a very close game that's just the way Notre Dame's been playing this year um, Cincinnati's good but they're not elite in my eyes so I, but I'll take the I'll, I'll give the points
2: with Cincy. All right I'm just for the heck of it I'm gonna take the points at home with the Irish um, Irish defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman obviously very familiar with Cincinnati Brian Kelly will definitely use as much of that to their advantage as they can. And I just – Cincinnati's win against Indiana, I wasn't – I didn't come away ultra-impressed. that Indiana was so yeah. sloppy with the ball, four turnovers. They had a kick return. So, I, you know,
1: I'm just going to take with the luck of the Irish. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad pick. It's been working out so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe not against the spread, but uh, at least the wins. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, next one we have is Ole Miss at Alabama. Bama is favored 15. What do you think, Trey? Well, it was a shootout last year,
2: and I kind of expect the same this year. I think the over under is seventy nine and a half. Last I saw, but you know the the question the question coming into the year for Ole Miss was how much can their defense improve, and we still don't fully know the answer to that. But based on what we've seen against some of the weaker foes, it does look better. I mean, not great, but I mean against Louisville, they made Cunningham look very bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, this is Michael Pratt Tulane. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've, they've looked good, but obviously this is a different beast and mm-hmm. a, a massive test. But overall, I am going to take the points with Ole Miss. I don't think they're really scared of Bama. Corral and Ely played these guys a year ago, did very well. And we saw Florida's tempo uh, was able to spark some drive against the Tide, and Ole Miss is as quick or even quicker than the Gators, and that can kind of help neutralize that that Bama defense. And Saban was even talking about this if you watched the Manning casts on Monday Night Football. He was talking about how that can keep a defense on their heels. So Kiffin's had a bye week to prepare for this. I'm not saying they're gonna win, but I'm gonna take Ole Miss and the points.
1: I'm with oh, yeah, I am I, with you Oh yeah sorry Mike. I think the just the fact that they're coming off of bye like you said is big with Lane Kiffin. I, I feel like he's gonna be ready to have a great <laughs> offensive performance. Um I think they've almost arguably arguably has the best offense in the country. Like they're right there with Bama and whoever else you want to throw up there. Um and, and like you said, the defense looks to be improved. Of course, they're... I mean, last year in this game, they got... The defense did nothing. Like, there was, nothing. of course, that... Yeah. Uh, we basically invented new beat. stats for, you know, yards prevented, right? They they, they prevented yes. hardly any yards. It was like 30 yards they prevented or something, something like that? Something like that. Bama got pretty much everything that they, they wanted. They're still going to get a lot this weekend, but I think... Yes. almost will at least get a couple stops. Um, and... You know, I think again with with this offense, the backdoor cover is always because they could kind of get blown out, and backdoor cover is always open with a fifteen point spread. So, give me uh, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss, and I'm gonna make it my lock of the week. Oh boy, oh boy.
0: Um, I'm gonna agree with you guys. Gotta take Ole Miss here. You know, I just want to see a good game. Uh, This is to me, this is the most game that Michael mentioned earlier. This is the game I'm most excited to see this week. Can Ole Miss? Are they there? Like they've looked amazing, but can they do it against Bama? I know they're not going to be scared. I know Len Kiffin's going to kind of have them ready to go, but that doesn't mean you're going to just compete with Bama. You got to you got to be really good. So uh, I think they will. I think Corral is going to have a big game. I think the defense obviously is a little improved. So I think I think it will be neck and neck, like it kind of was last year. I think it could go you know down to the fourth quarter, and I hope it's uh, I hope it's right there. But I'll take all the points with Ole Miss.
1: Okay, uh, final game we have actually well, there's plenty more games to get to, but uh, final game that all three of us are gonna break down is Arizona State at UCLA. Bruins are favored three and a half. maybe the Pac12 South championship. What do you What do you think, Trey?
2: Yeah, exactly. And this is a nightcap. It's gonna be fun one to watch because like you said, the winner of this will be the front runner for the the south. And I've been high on the Bruins all off season. During the early part of the season, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop now. I'm gonna take the Bruins. Uh, I am a little concerned. DTR he might not be fully healthy with a shoulder injury he got at Stanford, but he was still in there battling, so uh, he was cleared for practice. But it's at least something to watch. And Arizona State will be the toughest defense that the Bruins have faced to date. But uh, but I have confidence in that. The Bruins have a very versatile offense. You got DTR Charbonnet's been running well. They got Kyle Phillips making big plays on the outside. And I just when I watched ASU against BYU, they were they were sloppy. They they ended up you know obviously losing that game. Four turnovers and Jane Daniels didn't have his best game. So I want to I don't I want to see if they can rebound in a in a big spot here. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, I'm also going to
0: take UCLA that last week against Colorado for for ASU didn't really show me much after Colorado's just looked lifeless here lately so um i'll take ucla i think they're got a little more firepower i think they've been improved and one of their players was i I used to coach so i got to go with them uh there you go i coached him on the basketball court but now he's playing offensive
1: lineman for for ucla all right you taught him everything he knows about blocking i'm sure too oh you of course you know it (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) got a rebound you got a box out yeah there you go uh yeah i agree with you guys though Uh, you guys made good points I, i like ucla in this i just i think they're the better team they're at home I'm willing to lay those points. Uh, yeah. So how about this? Which of these SEC games are you most looking forward to? We've got Auburn at LSU. LSU's favored 3.5. And, and then Florida's minus 8.5 at Kentucky. So which of those is more more intriguing to you, Ryan? To me, I'm going with the, the, the East
0: matchup with Florida uh, going to Kentucky. You know, <sighs> Kentucky, they're undefeated right now. This could lead, if they win this game, I mean, this could lead to one of their best seasons, like, of all time, uh, and it could give them a chance, at least, you know, to win, the, to win the division. I mean, I know Georgia's looking really, really good, but hey, if you knock down, take down the Gators, it's just kind of, it's really just going to come down to the Kentucky and Georgia game, what it would seem like after this, so uh, I want to see if Kentucky's for real. You know, they've had some, some moments this year. I know they've had some struggles a little bit at times, too, but... You never know what those March Dukes teams. They, they, they com- they compete, man. They play hard. I like what they're doing this year. So give me, give me. I'll
1: see. I want to see that one. Yeah, you had kind of positive reasons for your choice. Mine is I am going the 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 Western battle with Auburn at LSU for kind of just because I am curious to see who the loser of this game is because yeah. that team starts to really worry about how their season will turn out because if LSU loses, they're three and two, and then here would be their upcoming schedule at Kentucky. Florida at Ole Miss at Alabama and Arkansas ooh, that is a brutal even stretch if they, even if they win <laughs> I mean yeah even if they win it's still yeah they're still not in the clear at all but with a loss headed into that stretch ooh, that things get dicey if Auburn loses they are also three and two and here's who they have coming up Georgia at Arkansas Ole Miss at A&M so yikes just the loser of this game is I would be sweating and just if to I was see a fan.
2: the quarterback situation at Auburn as well that's intriguing yeah uh i'll just say florida kentucky as well um we're just we're going to learn a lot because the kentucky offense hasn't been overly impressive uh in their victories this year but they could they could validate how strong they are if that if and see if the offense actually has improved with will levis against these gators and then and we'll we'll also see if the gators if that narrow loss to bama was more of a
1: one-off at home or if they're actually going to threaten georgia in the east yep okay how about these big 12 matchups we've got three of them that we haven't discussed Texas minus five at TCU Baylor at Oklahoma state, Oklahoma state favored three and a half, and then Oklahoma minus 10 and a half at K state.
2: I'm going to say Texas at TCU TCU did not look great on, on defense again against their city rival SMU. Uh, now Texas rolls in with a ton of confidence. They put up 70 on Texas tech with, uh, with Casey Thompson so I want to see if the if the Horn Frogs can slow down the Longhorns at all, or maybe Gary Patterson's D just just doesn't have it this year. I still think Max Duggan though can put up some points because Texas' defense hasn't been all that great themselves. So I think Texas or TCU is going to be pumped to have them at home. Maybe some renewed focus because it's a conference game. So if I had to bet it, I'd
1: give TCU one last chance here. Okay, I'm I'm choosing that game as well. I'm I'm just mostly intrigued from the the Texas side of course with Sarkeesian and now with Casey Thompson at quarterback is are they you know can we just kind of throw out that Arkansas performance not that you know in hindsight it's not quite as bad as we thought with Arkansas looking better and better but uh but yeah with with Casey Thompson at quarterback are they gonna be a legit top 15 type team and if so they'll get a win here and then face uh they've got the uh Red River shootout the week after so that would set up for a pretty cool matchup there.
0: Yep. Um, all right. I'm going to go with a different one. I'm going to go with the Baylor at Oklahoma state, two teams that have kind of gone f- a little bit flying under the radar. I mean, I, Baylor's getting a little bit of credit for beating Iowa state last week, but it's going into the year. Not many folks were talking about these teams and the winner of this game is going to be sitting pretty darn pretty. Um, as far as pretty, they darn really pretty. pretty, you know, you heard it right. <laughs> I like um, it. <laughs> So, <laughs> I, I I really do. I think that whoever wins this game is got a great chance of making the Big Twelve title game, and it'll be a, a pretty big surprise if either of them did. So, um, I'm gonna be interesting to follow who who does win this game. Yeah, especially I Baylor.
1: I mean, that's their. Yeah, I know they I were. Wasn't even you on could them. say What's they were fortunate problem? at least with the uh, against Iowa State, but hey, you'll take it. They won. It's magic down there. All right, let's uh, move on to the honorable mentions. All right, I'll lead us off here. My first game is Virginia. Oof, defense,
0: what happened to you, Virginia? Uh, Virginia's going to Miami, Miami's favorite five. This is played on Thursday. A couple of two-and-two teams that could really use a win. Uh, Virginia's given up 96 points the last two games and only put up 17 against Wake. Miami maybe got a little bit back on track. They whooped Central Connecticut State, so I don't know, maybe that was something positive. So I'm going to lay the points with the Hurricanes. Uh, I got Oregon minus eight going to the farm at Stanford. Oregon's undefeated, but every game they've played, except for Stony Brook, has been a dogfight, even against Arizona last week. So Stanford quarterback Tanner McKee, ever since he came in for uh, Jack West in that first game, Stanford's offense has been pretty solid, actually. Um, So I'm going to take those eight points with Stanford. And my last game is Western Kentucky is going to Michigan State, and Michigan State's favorite ten and a half. So pretty good respect there for the Hilltoppers. Only ten and a half point dogs. Um, they're one and two, but almost beat Indiana and almost won at Army. Not a bad, not a bad loss there. So I think this is a solid team with Bailey Zappi at QB. Got some explosive offense. Um, and I, I don't know, Spartans offense obviously didn't look that great last week. I don't think they'll be able to separate themselves from Western Kentucky. So I'm going to take the points with them.
1: Okay, I've got Boston College at Clemson. Clemson's favored 16. And I just am not willing to lay that many points right now with the way Clemson's offense has been playing and with Tyler Davis already out uh, in the interior defensive line, now Brian Percy out for the year as well. So maybe Boston College's O-line will have a little bit of success uh, against a great Clemson defense, at least enough to to get the cover there. Uh, Ohio State, minus 15 at Rutgers. I don't think uh, Noah Vedrill is equipped at quarterback to take advantage of Ohio State's weakness in the secondary. And then, you know, no matter who's that quarterback for Ohio State, we're not sure right now that's going to be interesting to see. But they're going to put up points. Travion Henderson on the ground, I'm sure, will will have a field day. Uh, so I will say Ohio State gets the win and cover. And then Mississippi State at Texas A&M, Aggies favored seven. But their offense, we've talked about it, has now sucked against Colorado and Arkansas. So kind of like Clemson and kind of like um, – uh, Somebody else with a bad offense. Yeah, I was like, "Wait, who am, who am I thinking of?" <laughs> yeah, I swear there was somebody else. But Wisconsin, maybe Wisconsin. Yeah, maybe Wisconsin. Okay, yeah, yeah. I'm going to yeah, pick yeah, against yeah. them as a favorite until I see more from the offense. So, give me uh, Mississippi State in what is expected to be a pretty low scoring game. I'll, you also I'll pick said the team field eventually. Day. <laughs> you said you said Field Day in regards
2: to Ohio State. Why did I not think of that last year? Ooh, field day. day. Oh my gosh! Wow. You didn't? Maybe missed you opportunity did, but you forgot all right Indiana at Penn State Penn State's given 12 and a half I want to buy low on Indiana here but I can't right now Pennix and the offense have looked pretty poor against good defenses this year against Iowa and Cincinnati who just owned them now they have to go against a, a great defense in Happy Valley at night Franklin's going to be reminding them all week how they controversially lost by an inch last year I'm gonna take Penn State you got Nevada at Boise State Boise's favored six and a half and I picked Boise a couple weeks ago as my lock against Okie State. They burned me. I'm going to take the points with Nevada here. Even in Boise's dominant win last week versus Utah State, they gave up a ton of yards, and Avalos' defense hasn't been as strong as they might have hoped up there. I think Carson Strong can get a couple big plays to Dubs and Cooks, uh, but it's a fun matchup because I also like Khalil Shakir on the other side. And then finally, Washington at Oregon State. The Beavers are favored two and a half. Raise your hand if you thought the Beavers would be favored over the Huskies in the the preseason.
1: Yeah,
2: I'm just actually going to take the Beavers because I think they're the better coached team with Jonathan Smith, and I don't want to be left waiting for that Husky offense to finally break through. They really have underachieved, and the Beavers, they're coming in with momentum after just
1: putting it to the Trojans. They can run the ball, man. Might have been Iowa I was thinking of. I don't know. <laughs> I still did right. I don't know, to be honest with you. But <laughs> Any of the above. Let's uh, try and salvage this episode with a questionable finish. Ohio State linebacker Kayvon Pope basically quit the team in the middle of the game against Akron last weekend and tweeted out, F Ohio State, if you were to quit this podcast mid-episode, what would you tweet? You ruined college football for me, Scott Frost. Oh yeah. Oh, that's
0: that's unfortunate. Um, special teams is part of the game, dude. That's true.
1: I I, I thought of kind of a clever one for this. I'll uh, we'll see if you guys follow it. So I would tweet, "Fuck Ryan and Trey." Oh, <laughs> oh wow. my god! Okay. Yeah. All right, Mike. <laughs> I think I'm gonna <laughs> wow, tweet exactly that. I'm gonna i to tweet said. that right now and just see what happens. Uh, that's,
2: that Should was exactly great. what I said, except for Michael and Ryan. No. I would post the video of Cartman from South Park just saying, screw you guys, I'm going home. Yeah, uh,
1: classic. Like it. Classic Cartman. All right, Duke plays (laughs) at North Carolina on Saturday. Which college rivalry is currently the best overall when you combine football and basketball? I've got to go Ohio State-Michigan. Not necessarily classic in basketball, but in recent years, they've been pretty solid. I said the exact same thing because obviously they're both top 15 in football and i looked at our our friends at the three-man weave they came out with their uh pre-season rankings they have michigan 7th and ohio state 12th in basketball
0: yeah the ohio state michigan kind of takes the cream of the crop i considered michigan and michigan state i actually also yeah. another michigan one mm-hmm.
2: but because that's so cool used decent
0: yeah yeah but their basketball is kind of eh but I also really like um, the Holy War. I like BYU and Utah. Uh, they got a great rivalry, and it's it goes in both sports. So, and they've been decent in both. So, uh,
1: that one's good. Okay, let's make our upset special picks. I am going to take Stanford to beat Oregon as an eight point dog. Ryan, you talked about that game. Um, Oregon, of course, took a while to put away Arizona and struggled with Fresno a few weeks ago. So they are they're not dominant. They are prone to. Uh, an upset I would think and I like Tanner McKee like you said the offense has been a lot better with him yep yep no doubt about it um all right I am going to take
0: the Hoosiers they're getting 12 going to Penn State yeah, I know Trey has his doubts and I do too but Penn State isn't exactly a high flying offense in Indiana they still have the pedigree of having some good wins in their past with some of these players so they can put it together for
2: for a, for a game I would think here so Indiana they can do it So, Troy just lost to one of the worst FBS teams, Louisiana Monroe, and now they're only a seven point dog at South Carolina. I've got to take a shot with Troy bouncing back
1: here. All right. That'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Again, if you haven't already, be sure to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our Patreon if you want to support us there. Um, There are You know, there's a backlog of of bonus episodes there. And really the best part is the Discord really all throughout the week. But on Saturdays, we're in there. Everyone's got eyes on different games. And we're talking about all the crazy plays that happen. So that is a lot of fun. Would encourage you to to join that. And we will talk to you next week.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com keep up with the brothers on social media like them on facebook at college football bros follow them on instagram at college football bros and for their commentary on saturdays follow them on twitter at cfb bros thanks for listening